Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munzrider and, back from hiatus, Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week on the show, we're talking about Zoo York's attempted comeback and the meaning of core in skateboarding. Zoo York's trajectory has been a wild one. Went from a gritty upstart based on the East Coast to a brand and investment group's portfolio selling clothes in JCPenney and not sponsoring any skaters. Last week, it was announced that the original founders, Rodney Smith, Eli Morgan Gessner, and Adam Schatz, are back on board to try and breathe new life into New York. Do you think it's going to work, Jason? Yeah, it's weird. Like, uh, I don't know, in the climate now, I don't know why anyone would start a new board brand. So that's my main question. And on one hand, I kind of think once you cross over to, like, JCPenney and, like, making, like, corny workout yoga clothes and shit, um, it's kind of hard to come back once you've gone that way with your brand narrative. Another question is, what's the status of, like, the boards themselves? Because Chapman was making them, but someone said Chapman went out of business but like if you look on the website and their instagram bio new york skateboards or whatever chapman's on the header so i have no idea what's going on with the woodshop i don't know y'all have any intel on that uh not really there was a little twitter discussion about the woodshop it's um, kind of convoluted if i remember right like something that was housing chapman moved and maybe they lost some stuff in the move and maybe they were trying to fire it back up on their own like I think it was typical convoluted skateboard news when, you know, folks don't really quite know. So I think that's a that's an open question and a good one relating to Zoo because I remember having those boards back in late 90s, probably. I, I definitely had one of those Jeff Pang Tiger Bomb boards and it was almost like a squared off shovel nose and tail. And like that was really distinctive. And um, I guess I'm just wondering, like in this day and age, what does that particular vibe, that East Coast company have to offer to skateboarding that's not already there, except for like a nostalgia kick? I mean, what what do we think it does offer? And who's the audience? I, I do want to know about that. Well, in the investor call that somebody on Slap linked to, uh, <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, that's, a, that's hold on, always hold on. a great that's a hold great on. way to start off someone someone brand. posted a link to an audio file of a conference call with their fucking hedge fund shadow investor is that what happened <laughs> well it's it's a transcript on uh Yacht oh, okay, finance from the oh. iconics uh brand group yeah and this maybe sheds a little light on the situation i'll just read from it Quote, we've also assigned the original founders of New York to support, promote, and market the brand on a global basis. Skateboarding will be a non-metal Olympic sport during the summer games in, 20, in Tokyo in 2020. We believe this presents an excellent opportunity for the brand. So they're trying to bank off the Olympics. So I, I think that means their target is not skaters. It's people who see the Olympics, see skateboarding in the Olympics and are stoked on, they want to get a little, little piece of that. Do, do people really fuck with the Olympics that hard anymore? Because there's so many like uh, entertainment options out there. It's not really like a like a shared thing, like in like whatever 1984 or even 1996 or whatever. I don't know where is, it's in, it's in Japan. Yeah, Tokyo. it's in Tokyo next year. So there's gonna be a wild time difference. So it's all gonna be whack, like tape delayed and shit. 
I don't know. I don't know if kids are psyched on Olympics or not. Who knows? But maybe kids aren't the target market. I mean, their stuff is in JCPenney. Uh, I saw it in Fred Meyer, which is our grocery store slash discount store here in Oregon. So maybe maybe kids aren't really the target. It's like dads who are kind of out of touch. You know, they, they see some skateboarding on TV and they're like, oh, skateboarding is cool. Oh, this New York thing is related to skateboarding. Maybe I'll be cool if I wear this shirt. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All these like brand groups, like iconic, and that one brand group that bought like kind of and shit. It, that, it totally reminds me of the movie Wall Street when uh, Michael Douglas would like buy, you know, companies and then like gut them and just totally fucking liquidate them. You know, like that air, airline that uh, Martin Sheen worked for and shit. Is it is Iconics just some like amorphous hedge fund kind of corporate entity or what? They're they're a um, a brand group. They own uh, such iconic staples as Mud Jeans, Umbro, Starter, Pony, lots of other ones. Let me see this. Okay. So, so like they, any 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 carcass of a brand, Iconics is down to grab just in case. Right. I'm sure it makes lots of money. JC Penny orders, I'm sure, are quite big, quite spendy. Starter is dope. I would wear a starter jacket. I think they still make starter jackets. Dude, starter jackets were huge in elementary school in my town. Dude, like the pullover with like the um, pouch or whatever. Those are dope. I would still fuck with a starter jacket. Yeah, it'd be kind of dope if starter jackets came back. I think they did via like the whole vintage trend or whatever. It's already back. Uh, I guess it's just not back in, in Oregon. <laughs> I might, I'll, I'll cop to having bought like a University of Minnesota Golden Gophers starter jacket at a vintage Hell store. Yeah, I've never worn it. It's in my closet. <laughs> it's in the front hallway closet. Not quite ready to support that look out out in the world. We'll see. It's 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 already it's actually summer again, so we're gonna have to wait for another fall season, I guess. Right. What else is there to say about Zoo? I mean, I wonder if it's going to be like a revival of like Unbreakable era Zoo, which is probably the last time it really, I don't know, spoke to skateboarding. Is it going to be like 411 Metrospective Zoo, which was dope? Or is it going to be that, you know, are they just bringing back that that brand that was like, yeah, you know, who knows? Like like it, like I mean, the, uh, the, the late brand that stood by as like just a, a name on shirts. I would imagine that with the founders coming back, they're hoping to get back some of the magic of early zoo. So, yeah, you might see some uh, probably some graffiti inspired shit uh, like the original True East was pretty OG. Maybe, maybe they'll go back to the zoo aesthetics era zoo. Remember that? I think that was kind of the beginning of the end. That's when uh, Echo came into the picture, right? Yeah, they just like pumped a bunch of cash and they're like, well, we're combining aesthetics and zoo. That was weird. It was like Rob Welsh was on zoo. That was pretty weird. But um, yeah, one of the great boondoggles in skateboarding. Yeah. 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 But like, it looks like they're, you know, they're appealing to like the OG, a little bit of the OG brand identity because they're emphasizing like, well, under old management, we got, you know, the original crew back together and shit. So it looks like they're trying to leverage whatever brand equity they have left. But like, it's unclear whether they're trying to go like, you know, to real skaters or like Dick's Sporting Goods. 
people who uh, are watching the Olympics, I guess, on a tape delay with some whack, like, emotional narrative with a voiceover and shit. I can't wait for that shit about, like, Nigel. Like, Nigel's fucking voiceover and epic. Like, his oh, father. Oh, you know there's a package blah, 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 about his like, father, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like the whole, they're probably working on the package now, like, father, blah, blah, blah. Maybe NBC will get Nigel and his dad on camera together. Tearful reunion. Oh, wow. That, what an amazing story that would be. <laughs> Damn, your deadpan was great. Uh, but back to Zoo. If they decide to put any new riders on, who do you think would be a good fit? The team they have before is pretty dope. Like, I guess in their last incarnation of having a team, like Ron Daly is like one of the most underrated dudes. Gavin Nolan is like one of the best fucking uh, ledge ninjas out there anywhere. I mean, Chaz is good at skateboarding. So, yeah, if they would just bring those dudes back. That would be a solid team, I think. What do y'all think? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think Chaz is kind of a no-brainer given his profile. You know, he's a high-profile dude without a board sponsor. Um, I'm wondering about Ron Daly. Like, has he just... Because he kind of came out of nowhere, was on Red Bull and Zoo, and then is kind of, again, like, out of sight. Like, is he just chilling on Red Bull and Zoo money? Does he need a sponsor? I could see them going the route of, like, new alien and um i guess aliens probably the best example of it but like just clean slate no real callbacks no even real like stylistic callbacks as far as like you know all alien workshop just like you know you'd have to have east coast kids but just clean slate keep the overhead low see what you can do i don't know it, it's strange i don't i don't know who fits on that because like they didn't lack for iconic dudes over whatever the 15, 20-ish good years of it. So that's a tough call. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm curious to see, like, who would fuck with them if they have a lot, of, if they pump a lot of cash into it or whatever. Because I kind of think everyone in the area that they would fuck with is already on something cooler, like Quasi or Bronze. I know Bronze doesn't have a board company, but... Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what their team shakes up to be like. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Mike, that the, the way to do it is clean slate, get a bunch of unknowns that you can probably mold into the image that you're looking for. And I, I think, Jason, you're right that Zoo is kind of damaged goods and new, who's going to want to fuck with them? Who's going to want to be on the team? At least one Brazilian. You can always get a Brazilian. <laughs> Certainly, but... You need a good skater on your team. It's not like Zoo Paulo or something. It's New York. You need the East <laughs> Coast Americans. That would probably be a good Zao idea. Paulo. Like, oh. <laughs> Zao Paulo with the, with a little uh, squiggly thing over the A. Yeah, squiggle A. Yeah, God, I, we're getting, I like, we're getting I like back Zao into Paulo our discussion of Portuguese, Portuguese. Always comes Obrigado. back. <laughs> well, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, Zoo is uh, not really going to be a core brand going forward i think it would be amazing jujitsu if they ever you know if they were able to pull off something that uh you know might pique our our interests i'm not sure how that's possible yeah i'm in agreement and i'll let you continue with your segue yeah if they could if they could bring it back into a respected core brand that'd be an nbd i don't think it's ever been done with any well i don't know there's some brands that have come back but they're they're all shells of their former selves. Stereo, Alien. Pretty sure Stereo has just been a tax write-off for those guys for like the past 17 years or some shit. <laughs> yeah, gotta wonder about that. It still exists. They still have a uh, website and a team, I think. Yeah, Yoshi's on the team. Yeah, that, that, that dude fucking rips, dude. But yeah, 
Zoo is probably not gonna not gonna pull that, and we'd be welcomed back into the fold of core skateboarding. Which brings us to our next topic. Our skate Twitter homie Max Harrison Caldwell, aka Max HC, tackled the subject of core in his latest piece for Skateism. Uh, he reached out to quote moguls of alternative skate media, including myself and Vent City's Mogul. Kristen Ebeling for comments. The gift, uh, the gift king of the internet, the skate gift king of the whole internet. That's me. Magazine. That's me. Uh, <laughs> Mike, uh, what what does core mean to you? Uh, what does it mean to me? You know, it, uh, preparing for this question for this episode of the show, you know, my, my, my first instinct was like, dang, this isn't a question that I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about for a long while. Just as in like, I think it, especially the, the, the places where, where Max's piece go, it like bounds on trendy skateboarding and it bounds on like tasteful skateboarding. And maybe it's a, maybe it's a concept or like a kind of a definition of core that I haven't, that just doesn't strike me. But I think that Zoo York discussion, at least what core means to me is like, is it in or is it out? Like, does it exist like squarely within skateboarding or is it kind of floating you know in it yeah like i said is it in or out yeah that's that's like my definition i think max really came to from kind of his um the way he was setting up the question and the way he built his argument i did like you know his conclusion just as far as like trying to trying to get to a, a more positive core you know the the type of core the trendiness he discussed was really exclusive and excluding of people and so um yeah i'll, I'll just read his definition of core his new definition of core is better definition of core it's you know based on not to worship not on worship of the past but instead on the active creation of a better future and um i agree with that and even i think our formulation of what a cool zoo york would be would fall into under that definition so uh yeah that's that's my long that's the long short yeah i think like that article is pretty good like with how people view the term core but i think it's important to delineate that core was wasn't core like it was a retail it's retail terminology right like core shops and non-core shops right mike you're a right. former shop employee or worker that is true yeah and yeah i think maybe try to overextend a little bit and get into like uh kook versus non-kook because with like you know with all the different groups that are you know blowing up in skate right now really all that matters is like dickies don't matter like bananas don't matter all that matters is if you're a kook or not a kook it doesn't matter your like sexual orientation gender identification whatever either you're a kook or not a kook that's pretty much it i mean that's the way i look at it and the definition of kookery is um fuck man we spent like five hours on on kookery but uh or <laughs> what makes a kook but yeah, that's pretty much how I look at it. I don't know. Yeah, for me, it was interesting because, you know, I got interviewed for it quite a while ago. Uh, so I'd kind of forgotten exactly what we had talked about. And then reading reading the article, um, it kind of brought me to kind of a new definition of core that kind of was outside of Max's line of questioning. To me, core is about your focus. Like if if you're focused on skateboarding, your core. Like if your brand, like Lakai, is a core shoe brand because mm -hmm. they're like right. the center of the brand is skateboarding. Um, but like I don't know, Nike is not a core brand because you know they're a giant athletic wear company that came into skateboarding. You know, and everything else kind of lies in between there. Uh, and also, it kind of felt like with core, you kind of 
you kind of know it when you see it. Are we talking more people or are we talking more or more brands? Because the the piece kind of like went back and forth. You know, it's it's a discussion of, you know, the trendy ass dude at the LES park in his dickies, his tiny skater hat or whatever that Instagram account is called. And like, you know, the trendy shit. And then there's also these brands, you know, mostly mostly the shoe brand discussion, which, you know, I, I definitely agree with the Lakai versus Nike, just point of comparison, though, at the at, I think in the stage of the game, like the discussion's dead about it. I, I see the line drawn. and I think it's good. But like, anyways, I'm getting off base. Yeah, it, it flipped between brand and people. So like, you know, it when you see it, are you talking brands or are you talking people? I think both skaters. And another thing that I was thinking about is I was thinking about people that I know that skate, but they're not like I I don't consider them like a skater. Like they w- probably wouldn't even define themselves as a skater. Uh-huh. So I was thinking that is core even like it seems like to not be core is derogatory. You know, like core is the best thing that you can be, but I don't think that's necessarily true thinking about some of my friends that I know that are not core skaters, but they skate and they're nice people like that I like. So like what makes them not core? Like uh, they don't shop at the skate their own shop or don't fuck with the scene or what? What makes them not core? I, just that the skateboarding's not their focus. They're just casual. Right. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like See, interested in lots of other things. Yeah, I mean I, that I can... happens in life. You get interested in other shit, and you know sometimes you come back to skating or keep skating the whole time and you know everyone knows that one dude that skates like once every six months and rips or whatever and i guess down here the big cliche is like all the good skaters that quit got quit the getting the cars or whatever like honda civics and shit so there's that but i think like even from a retail and branding perspective if you're gonna use the term core it means like fucking with skater owned shit like you shop at the shop you you know support small like skater owned brands as much as possible and i know like every shoe is nike or adidas now but you buy shoes at at a skater owned shop and if there's no shop in your town it's real easy to mail order from a legit shop in another town know what i mean true it also got me thinking like am i a, a core skater you know like uh, under all these definitions you know i'm kind of old so i don't get to skate as often as i want i definitely stay up on what's going on in skateboarding uh, obviously you have to to be the gift king of the whole World Wide Web. Exactly. And it comes with the territory. Or to run a skate podcast. Kind of yeah. got to keep up with what's going yeah, on totally. in skateboarding. See, so yeah, it just got me got me thinking about myself and wondering, um, you know, if, if I would fit whatever definition is come up with. But I think that I don't think that anyone would doubt that I'm a core skateboarder. Or would they? I don't know. Well, I right think in. like in, in, in kind of like looking back at the piece a little bit more in, in Max's formulation of kind of the, the bad core. I think I think it's fair to say or like the more negative core like I don't think you can be a well-rounded adult and be like that type of core skater you know kind of that that yeah that chauvinistic skate dude I'll just I'll just leave it at like I do feel that yeah Max's formulation of the of the core dude it's the dickies it's the it's it's looking the part and maybe living the part too like under that definition I'm I'm definitely not anymore a core skater just because like i got a kid i got a wife i got a job i i skate two to three times on a good week and that's about it you know like the people really fuck with dickies that much like they're awful for skating like they're fucking stiff and hot people people really like fuck with dickies that hard yeah man i actually just bought a, a pair of dickies so out of it uh, 
after not having a pair for like a decade. I wanted some yeah, good listen, brown pants. If if Dickies means your core, then I'm not core because I'm obsessed with pants and skate pants, and I've never had them because my pants like I have this OCD thing where my the tongue of my shoes has to go over the pants. If the pant, I think this is in a way this armor interview or something, but like if. The pant goes over my tongue. It feels weird. It feels like I'm wearing bell bottoms, bell bottoms or some shit. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think what he was trying to get to about core, as far as like people, is like there's a certain set of uh, criteria that you have to follow to be a quote unquote core skater, like flannel dickies, like you know, do frontside grinds, that kind of thing. You know, which kind of made more sense back in like the Embarcadero days when the top skaters were like you know little kids and they buy people so everyone kind of copied them yep. and bought anyone that you know was a kook or whatever or did hand plants or whatever well i think a little bit of tribalism too kind of kind of worked because there were also like meatheads driving around in trucks who at the least wanted to heckle you at the worst like tried to get out and beat your ass you know it like do some a of that flip Oh, I mean, <laughs> they didn't even use it. It wasn't really do a kickflip yet. It was like, oh, skate or die, dude. Like, more that kind of shit. Or, or, yeah, or you just, know, just like, fuck you. Us. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bottles or something. Yeah, I mean, in any culture, like, uh, you know, there's gatekeepers or whatever to the tribe, rap or whatever, graffiti, whatever subculture you want to talk about. But, like, yeah, today is like mad different. Like, you go to the park, all different types of people and shit, people that might not even you know, watch videos or, you know, because there used to be that shared, oh, what's my call, like, canon. There was, like, videos that were canon that everyone saw, like, questionable, hocus, hocus, blah, blah, blah. And you, you could couldn't rely escape. on a shared experience, like. Yeah, 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 exactly. And now it's like, well, people just might, like, you come down to the park on a Sunday just because, just because the park's there. And, they're you know, they don't really participate in the other aspects of skate culture. So, I guess those people wouldn't be core. It's kind of a lame term anyway. I still think of it as like a retail kind of like sales dude term. Like, oh, we're, you know, we're expanding in the core shops, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I feel like I've never used the term core for people. It's always been like a brand or like a shop or something like that. But there's not like, you wouldn't say that there's like a core skate spot. Like all skate spots are core. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would never even use it seriously. I'd I'd say like skater owned or like local, that kind of thing. Yeah, I would. It's yeah, fuck core, man. I would never use that word. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all, you know, trying to, you know, trying to do some sort of acid test for for the realness of brands, shops, people. I think it is. Um, you know, I. I, I the point of the essay was well taken that it can be toxic and exclusionary but at the same time like yeah it's obsessive and subjective either way you want to cut it you know if you're trying to cut it out or not it's tough i know i know templeton jotted down is core better our quote unquote core just to just to use the word some more yeah and, and you know thinking about this that's a question that came to my mind you know going back to shoes is lakai better than nike because it's a core brand you know i i think the ship has sailed on support only core like the don't do it campaign i think we've already given up that ground to the the big shoemakers who yeah yeah but I as think far in most as like instances we agree they make better shoes yes 
I never, I never felt like the core brand shoes were bad. I just think that they're better at marketing, which is essentially what the skateboard industry is. It's just marketing commodity products. Yeah, but like back to the good or bad question, I would say that it's objectively better to support core shops and brands and whatnot, just because it is. Like everyone, like skaters are notoriously cheap, and everyone knows that one dude that uh, gets, you know, 10 blanks off like eBay or whatever and gets shoes off the of eBay and shit. But uh, I kind of think like, the money you give to your shop is like it's money well spent because it goes back into the culture or whatever you know what i mean so that's the way i look at it i agree but it depends on the shop you know there's some shops that don't really do much for the community yeah, yeah, yeah. so choose a um, shop yeah. that's choosing yeah. you there are gradations to be sure yeah i mean that i i think we're all in agreement that like if core somehow is real and matters it does come down to that that skate shop that community space that you know in the best of times is actively making skateboarding better wherever wherever it's at yeah so support your local skate shop as long as your local skate shop is supporting the scene if not find a skate shop somewhere else that supports the scene and support them yeah i'm all about mail order from my uh midwestern group of shops big fan of uprise mail order out of chicago i gotta spread the spread the wealth a little bit probably uh buy something from subsect online down in des moines pretty soon here but yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got no 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 shortage of options no matter where you are pretty much which is a uh, pretty great anymore yeah i mean shout out seasons their mail order is pretty tight they're up there doing the lord's work they're always coming out with tight video content as well seasons where are they from they're from albany new york shopping albany, i knew new that york. deep down deep down i knew that cool what's your local templeton my local is pharmacy in portland uh but i usually buy my boards from commonwealth skate park because i feel like just the existence of that indoor skate park is something worth supporting um, is that, that crazy um, like indoor concrete right yeah exactly it's pretty small but um is that that guy is that Silas Baxter Neal's park no no he had a private park which uh okay just right at least uh they tried to up the rent and it was not affordable so they had to pull the plug on it yeah shout out gentrification for that I suppose yeah gentrification I know that across the across the way from that park was like a, a marijuana like facility so I'm sure those guys like are growing, paying. growing facility. I'm not sure if they're growing or, or just like dispensary. Or... It wasn't a dispensary. Some kind of more industrial yeah. marijuana something. So I imagine yeah. those guys are paying a pretty penny on rent, and the landlord at the skate park probably wanted wanted that weed money. Yeah, a lot, a lot of that going a, around here in Oregon. Some ultimate irony. <laughs> not ultimate, but it's up there. Yeah, for sure. We're definitely not stoked about our skate parks getting gentrified out of their locations. Yeah, what are you stoked on, uh, Jason? Well, Temple didn't call it. As soon as this video part came out, he was like, yep, Jason's going to be stoked on this. It's a new video part from the homie, Ross Norman, who is pro for politics. It's like a little solo video part. There's a little montage in there with Danny Renault and those guys, a bunch of dudes that were in. Less than Mohicans, uh, legendary. Some might say the most beloved indie skate video. So yeah, shout out to homie Ross Norman. Like this video part fucks good as shit. So go buy his board. And as a venture team rider, 
as is Ross Norman. Uh, he's probably stoked on venture, as am I. So venture trucks awake. Where's Ross Norman from? Is he uh Nashville? Oh, sick. Nah, yeah. nah, he's from he's from California. Actually, he's from like Santa Barbara or some shit. But he was in Nashville for a while. I think he's up in Pittsburgh now or something. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, the homie uh, Corey Rosen from Nashville edited the video. Shout out to Corey. He does sick shit. He's got a video on. Oh, well, uh, one, one more thing I'm stoked on is The Handmaid's Tale coming back. One of the best dystopian narratives ever. So that comes back today. Free sites on that for summertime. Yeah, Handmaid's Tale is great. I watched the first episode last night. Mike, what are you stoked on? I am stoked on uh, on Friday. So we're taping on Wednesday. On Friday, I got to see Jack Olson turn pro for real skateboards. Bunch of the real dudes were in town uh, just to, yeah, supposedly just do a demo at Third Lair, which is a skate park I used to work at and where Jack grew up skating. But uh, it, was, it, it was pretty obvious they might have had something in the works. And so when I showed up, like... Uh, Jim Thebo and other real guys were out front giving Jack's parents and like, yeah, Jack's friends and family boards that they were going to approach him with once the news was dropped. Um, and yeah, he got the classic treatment of like pulling a board out of a box for the product cost. It has his name on it. Um, he actually chucked that one into the crowd pretty fast. It was pretty sick. Got sprayed with champagne. Mom and dad were there. All smiles all around. I, th I think between our, our, our talk of core skateboarding and our talk of uh, cities and scenes last week, like that was just a feel good time where um, we got to see kind of a lot, like a, a lot of old skaters come out and kind of see the kids that are actually going to be doing things in the Twin Cities for the l next decade get their time to shine, see their time to shine. Because I think Jack's like, you know, he's only like 24 at most. So he's young and he had a bunch of homies who are all involved with the third layer. And it was just fun to see everybody uh, kind of see their guy get to the top of the mountain. Jack rips. And if I have one thing to add, one of my one of my first memories of the dude is probably from like a dozen years ago. I used to judge a contest at the lair called King of the Groms. You heard me right. Um, and they do a bull contest. And Jack was 11. And he tried a slob early grab frontside 540 over the hip. He slammed. He broke his elbow. Shut down the contest for about half an hour. Um, ever since, he's been ripping. He healed up just fine. I really do wonder the last time uh when the last time was that he did a frontside five early grab though so uh jack if you're listening let us know what are you stoked on templeton uh i'm stoked on last week we talked about y skate or should i say wi skate because uh those guys chimed in on soundcloud with a clarification of the correct pronunciation of their url which is wi skate so thanks to those guys for listening and for having a rad website that's Yo, what I'm those guys. Is, is that like a uh like wisconsin i assume yeah Texas exactly website milwaukee oh milwaukee okay milwaukee okay all right cool i wanted to shout out someone else and i'm searching it right now i know we were talking about a couple weeks ago now day one song day one should have been a tribe called quest song and trilogy oh yeah the guy oh, figured it out. Us. someone id'd it it was, yeah. He ID'd All it. Right. Clues in the the song is actually left in the credits, and it's uh, I think it just says "Tribe Devoted," and I think the full name is "Devoted Here, to uh, of Moving Butts." Here. 
you're, you're, you're typing up a storm there, Mike. The name of the song is Rhythm, devoted to the art of moving butts. And uh, Templeton, you got any better luck finding, finding our tipster? His username is at Fongool27, F-O-N-G-O-O-L 27. And tweet reads, the credits of the released version of Trilogy actually lists the original track. And he also points out that it looks like Marcus McBride was supposed to skate to Goody Mob instead of BT Express. So that's pretty rad little piece of um, piece of trivia that Fongool27 dug up for us. So big shout out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining in the conversation. And unearthing this little piece of skate history. So if, if Marcus McBride was supposed to skate to Goody Mob, another hip hop track evidently nixed at the last second, like... Who was this anti-rap music crusader within Dwindle? Twitter followers, Man, to you. Maybe like John Thomas or one of those Rasta dudes or something. I think that BT Express song is perfect. Like, I can't imagine it with any other song. But that's just me, I guess. Maybe somebody out there on the internet will give us a, a re-edit to these original songs and we can, we can judge from that. Yeah, I think uh, now deep down the rabbit hole of alternate or premiere song skate video usages. Um, I do remember Kalis in the premiere edition of Photosynthesis skated to something other than that bumpy Knuckles track. I do. I definitely remember Kalis skated to something else. And for whatever reason, I can't find that information in either my brain or the Internet. So, uh, again, anybody want to chime in, you know, that's been dogging me for like 19 years. Yeah, that's not a little shorter. That's some pretty heavy skate nerdery, uh, including like the 10 different versions of Yeah, Right. You could go on for hours delineating the different versions of that video, man. Fuck it. I'm sure we could even find someone who argues that like an alternate version is actually canon. <laughs> I think they'd be shot down pretty quick. The version of Yeah, Right that I have is uh, it's on a copy of From Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> that. Uh, Ty Evans recorded it for me because I missed the premiere. This is when I lived in LA and was filming. And I was, I was just bugging him so much, like, why can't I see the video? So he just burned me a copy straight from the computer onto a VHS tape, whatever VHS he had laying around. So he had a copy of From Dusk Till Dawn with the record tab still on it. I think he taped over it. That's pretty funny. Shout out to Alma Hayek in From Dusk Till Dawn. Well, everybody, if you've made it this far, that. congratulations. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening we'll be back next week and maybe we'll be a little more focused and until then man i'm getting lost until then you can find us online jason where can the people find you instagram at frozen carbonite twitter at carbonite 994 and writing stuff for the website quartersnacks.com working on it working on some stuff for the summertime something new should be out uh shooting for like end of the month or something Nice. Can't wait. Mike, how about you? Where can the people find you online? I'm online, Instagram and Twitter, at mmunzenrider. One other thing I'm psyched on is compression socks. I get shin splints from skateboarding. I'm wearing them right now. They're great. Templeton, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at MostlySkate, and on Instagram, at MostlySkateboarding. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>